Welcome to the Man-child Welcome to the Man-child Boys. 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 You know, where's the next part? It's been fucked, man. The amount of abuse I've had. Why have you, yeah, when some, you come back? Someone like spat on me as I'm walking down the street. Out of love because they no, wanted they said, to hear you again? My daughter's been waiting fucking three weeks ah. for this. I'm like, oh, shit, sorry. So we've got a lot of young ladies listening, obviously. No, I think the daughter was like 42 or something. Ah, but. fuck yeah. So I was an old man. Yeah. Oh, lady. So, um... Yeah, do you want to t- <laughs> tell what were we saying about Ice Poseidon? Ice so, Poseidon. You, so you linked me to that video of him roaming. Oh, okay, maybe I'll just background that. Give, well, how would you describe him? He's actually basically, shit about yeah, him. he's basically like I'm not a fan of him. I just find it fascinating. Like it's like watching early. Watch a fuckload of his content though. Yeah, I know. Uh, like I'm not a fan of him as a. You know how you can not like someone as a person, but you like don't mind like watching them or, you know. Like, yeah, sure. Like, like a lot of Oasis fans don't really like the Gallagher brothers or whatever. Or, or people follow celebrities that they kind of hate. You know, like what's the gossip on blah blah? You know, on whoever it is. You know, Kanye. Yeah, Trump is the perfect example. Or Musk as well. Like Musk is so much media about him, and it's like hate based. You know. So you hate Ice Poseidon? I wouldn't say I hate him, but I don't think he's a good person. Like he scammed his own. Anyway, but the question is like, who is he? It's basically okay, yeah. Twitch stream or five years ago playing games, and then. People say that like he's like the king of IR, IRL, in real life streaming. So you basically just walk around the streets or do whatever you want with a camera. Uh, yeah, so that's inherently a little bit psych... What do you yeah, call self-absorbed, it? like associate. Psycho, uh, sociopathic. Because, yeah. yeah, you're essentially treating everyone like a character, like an NPC in your movie. Yeah, so like at the moment, like he's been doing it for five years and then he got banned from Twitch because he got swatted so much. Even with like fake bomb threats on planes and moved to YouTube, started up his own crypto and then exited it all. So kind of scammed all his, all his fans. Uh, Did he really? Yeah, he got like 300 to 500 grand or something, the CX coin. So... Did he knowingly scan? Okay, I'm yeah, there assuming... Yeah, there's interviews and he was just like, oh, people are like stupid enough to buy it and, you know, oh, the price was going to go down anyway. So I thought I'd just exit it all, you know, so... Okay, so the content you watch is basically him just roaming around Yeah, he's gone, gone to Japan, right, and he's yeah. been streaming nonstop. So, like, the camera's going nonstop for, like, over a month now. And he just, yeah, starts in Tokyo and just, like, very impulsive, doesn't really have a big strategy, but it's like, okay, I'm going here tonight, and catches a train and, like, goes, you know, goes train station, doesn't know what fucking ticket to do and stuff like that. So it's kind of chaotic. Uh, so you like it because it's almost like you're going on this adventure. Yeah, I think. So vicarious. Yeah, I think like ideally it would be cool just to like, you know, go overseas, like backpacking cliche and just, you know, endlessly just travel around on impulse, like almost homeless but not and being paid for it, I guess. Is it because everything's new because you have, you can act in a less inhibited way all of the above. I guess like narcissistically, like I guess he's mildly famous. So you have like random people, you know, coming up. And oh, going, no, I'm, I'm talking about like, say, say if you're me. experiencing his shit vicariously, like what is it that appeals? Well, it's like, yeah, well, obviously it's hard to just travel, travel around, travel around Japan, you know, spending money. Just a lot of people don't speak English there too. <laughs> yeah, I know I've been, uh, <laughs> but I think also like the chaos of it, like an adventure, like, it's not like some, like a lot of streamers and online content 
creators like TikToks and stuff, it's always like cliche. Oh, I went to Japan. I went to like Shibuya. I went to, you know, Shinjuku. And I went to all these like, it's always the same stuff. I went to Tokyo Disney. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've seen people attempt to do the, you know, the uh, Harold Balder and Balder Bankrupt channels. I've seen a lot of people attempt to do that. But really all they do is, oh yeah, I'm in the hotel now. Yes. Oh, it's crazy weather. I'm just going to get like a nice lunch in the hotel. It's either, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It's either TripAdvisor, like top 40 shit, or it's yeah. like whatever's like on TikTok that everyone else does. It's just replicate. Well, this restaurant's got 4.8 stars on Google. It's really good. Yeah, so I think like one of them, he went to some kind of village that got kind of, or a town that got abandoned and someone just put all these little scarecrows throughout it. <clears throat> But like, because he's so like fucked up and not planned, he got there like six o'clock, it's all snowy everywhere. And then like, that was the last bus. So now he's like kind of stuck in this town. Oh, you're talking about in the evening? Yeah. So he's there like six o'clock and there's like one tourist left. He's like, yeah, I'm going now. I'm driving back. So like he's stuck in this town. It's like, you know, freezing. And him and his mates basically find a barrel and start like a fire, you know, and stuff like this. And then eventually... it's real life day zoo. Yeah, it's real life hiking type thing. And then like three hours later, the cops come. I'm like, what the fuck are you like doing here? I mean, that's kind of cool. And it's kind of live and you don't know... And, you know, like it's half of it's scripted, but like he doesn't bring any food. But one of his buddies brought like a raw fish and then they're like cooking a fish on the barrel and then it falls in like the barrel. It's not like super entertaining, but it's... Yeah. It's, yeah, there's like a lot of shit. It's like, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen next? There's all these little, yeah. uh, what do you call, bait things. It's like, yeah. now we've got a fish. Oh, it starts off, we're really cold. We're, okay, now we've got a fire. Oh, we're really hungry. Oh, now we've got and a you fish. can't really predict it. Okay, uh, now everything's sorted. Uh-oh, the cops are here. It's almost like it's scripted. Like, it sounds yeah, quite like, good. If you're willing to put yourself in, like, non, like, I guess, normie stuff, you know, then shit's going to become a bit chaotic. And that's when it's kind of interesting. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been watching it, but... But, yeah, you're arguing that he's a psycho before the, like, a psychopath before the... Yeah, not, not a super one. It's not killing people, but you can just see, like, he treats everyone... Well, the crypto thing, I hadn't heard that before, yeah. and that's pretty damning evidence. But I think if you're trying to pump out content non-stop and make it entertaining, you know, you go up and you, like, annoy people subtly. Like, you know, if someone's, like, like something like he's in Seven Eleven and he just gives them all coins, you know what I mean? They're counting out the coins, and that's just a weird, subtle, like, content for people, seeing someone be annoyed having to count coins. Yeah, like his mind is 100%. Yeah, it's it's always, great content, great content. Yeah, and, like... Don't worry, you know, like if there's a pet store with cool pets, I'll walk in there and I'll play with the pets. Even though I'm not going to buy anything, I just waste everyone's time. But, you know. But is that, is, is that any worse than like when we used to work retail at one of the big uh, retailers in Australia? And sometimes customers are coming in and you sort of fuck with them a bit. Like where they're like, I'm looking for blah, blah, blah. And you go, let me look out the back. And you go yeah. out the back and like. Yeah. Like roll roll play, some cans down the aisle. Play yeah. play rock paper scissors with someone for a bit, and then you go, okay, this has been long enough, and you walk. Oh no, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, like as in, like you sort of almost have to detach. But I guess like at, at work in that situation, <laughs> most likely like we couldn't find the prop item for them, or like yeah. it's really hard to. So it's like whatever, or you know, it's pointless. Yeah, don't sue us. As opposed to going retails. out of your way to fuck fuck with someone uh yeah that's for true. your own benefit basically for you for entertaining oh, yeah viewers. i mean that's a good point like if you know that you've got the item in stock obviously you're gonna find it yeah or well, if it's really hard to get because it's behind all these boxes then you want to fuck around yeah like this is kind of a not a risk and reward but you know two sides to it all yeah but i guess yeah i don't know 
Yeah, do you want to do a recap on what we've what's happened since since the last pod? The last pod. You want to been jam through what, it? December? Yeah, mid December, just before Christmas. So it's going to do a Cup. Christmas special and everything. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of shit. So I fucked up as well. I was meant to bring some audio equipment down to yeah our home city. Yeah, it's all and good. And I forgot. I had the Rona. And Barry was pissed off. So I'm like, Barry now. Fuck. Well, you are today. Next week I'll call you Frank or whatever. Yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Georgie. Georgie boy. Costanza. So, yeah, I don't watch the World Cup. I don't give a fuck. So I, don't, I don't know who Messi was until like some seriously? media. Yeah. Wow. So, the arguably the greatest athlete of all time athlete. in the biggest sport. No, as in the greatest athlete in that sport in arguably the, well, not arguably, the biggest sport in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, right. Like, who gives a fuck, man? You know, like. So obviously, it's super subjective, particularly because it's a team sport. So, like, how do you categorize the goat? And you have all these arguments. Yeah, I know. One of the big things they'd say to him: "He's never won the World Cup, yeah, I so think therefore, Pele, Maradona, they've won it. He hasn't." Maradona did a lot more coke as well, so they probably get some kind of credit, right? Oh, okay. So you never heard of Messi, but you knew about Maradona's coke. <laughs> How's that? Work. I don't know. How'd you know about Maradona? I think everyone knew Maradona. Like he was a rock star, man. Like people of that generation, fucking love Maradona. I think just the name Maradona is probably kind of cool to say. That's (laughs) fucking cool. Like his hair was fucking cool. Was he Brazilian? No, some South American. Yeah, I guess he was Argentinian too. But like he was, he was just like a super cult figure. Like he, he played for this big club in Buenos Aires. So like even though. Europe's obviously the epicenter of like the money and the glamour and shit. He lived in Argentina, never learned to speak English, and he'd always go to his local club and he was just like worshipped there and he'd just have his own little box and he'd be drinking beers and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, just banging all the hookers and they loved him. <laughs> anyway, so Messi's like just this quiet dude, but there's always a debate who's better between. So Messi's more like a nerd. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he's, he's uh, just a head down kind of boring dude, like Schumacher-ish. Or in fact, there's um, there's a there, there was a leak of uh, Maradona talking to Pele, like a leak, as in yeah, yeah. Pele and Maradona were up until Ronaldo and Messi. They were always oh, it's one of them is the yeah. goat. Anyway, at one of these FIFA award ceremonies, they're chatting to each other like backstage. Yeah, I guess in Spanish and um. Uh, somehow they captured the audio It's like not very good But it's good enough to actually hear what yeah, they're saying man, And Maradona's shit. basically just gone Yeah, Messi's like He's got no personality He's got no leadership He's not a true champion Blah, blah, blah Purely based on his personality Even yeah. though talent-wise He's clearly the GOAT Like the the goals The number of goals he scored was insane Anyway, so yeah He won the World Cup and He did by himself No team Fuck, what a legend. Well, his team wasn't that good. And <laughs> right. he kind of played pretty well, even though he's old as fuck. He's like 35 or 36 or something. Good for him, man. So he goes <laughs> back to Argentina. Him. They do the whole bus thing and Buenos Aires goes nuts. And like several people die in the Yeah, crowds. celebrations. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a sacrifice for the... Uh, yeah. But it was nuts. Like you see the helicopters fly by, fly by and you can see the bus going up the middle of the street and it's just... Hundreds of rows Does that make you sad? It kind of makes me sad Just hearing this Uh, Does it make me sad? Uh, I was just thinking Would I I don't think I could be fucked Standing there If Australia won the World Cup 
Although I probably would. <laughs> because that would be more insane. Like, I, I can't be fucked, but I would do it. Like, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I know, l- l- let, me, let me rephrase. I wouldn't do it in Argentina. Like, it looked way yeah. less orderly than it would happen in, in Australia. You know that they'd be a fuck ton of cops and... Yeah, I know. Be and generally, the people are people a management. bit more straight. Yeah, like it's because you know the Northern that, European cultures have are multiple times of viewing one for the kids and some other bullshit. Yeah, Big and then at TVs. the end, and then an interview between Ray Martin and, and yeah, Mark Paduka. <laughs> I couldn't think of any current players because they're all fucking unknowns. Uh, who fucking scored the goal? I don't know. Like, Matthew Leckie. Okay, thanks. And I also he's Ray Munn. Is he even, he might be dead. He's <laughs> <laughs> not dead. I don't know who the fucking current guy is. Yeah, Carl Stefanovic, maybe. Yeah, that that's a good one. He'd probably he'd say something. Like, yeah, so you getting much action yeah, on do the side? Yeah, do something. Probably not that far, but. Yeah, I, yeah, like, he does push it. All right, that's the World Cup wrap up. <laughs> um. All right. So also there was our high school union. Really? You went to that? I didn't go. I actually, I actually wanted to go. <laughs> the people really want to hear about our high school <laughs> well, reunion. Nah, it's just about, I mean, a lot of people can relate to reunions. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, so there was a lot yeah, of so pictures that the shorter one out of those two, well, because yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, not just yeah, You don't have to, yeah, go. Uh, of him with like a lot of the girls and he was showing us from Facebook. So you had some envy from that, right? Well, it was interesting, like, looking at all the different... Like, he showed us pictures of basically everyone that went. There was a decent turnout. How many? They said it was getting close to 100, but... That's like... I thought we only had, like, 220 or something. Yeah. So that's, like, almost 50%. Yeah, well, apparently our year level was one of the biggest in the history of the school. How did people even find out about this? Remember the peer support guy with red hair? Yeah, yeah. He's the one that organises the reunions for all the classes. Okay. So he well, organized it through. I guess, yeah. He gave me so many detentions. Fuck that guy. But he was all right. <laughs> anyway. He gave me a lot of detentions though, which annoyed me. Just because I wore jeans instead of school uniform sometimes. Yeah, school uniform life, Australia. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> 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 only like... I'm fucking thirsty. <laughs> it sounds like gonna... It's fucking hot in Neo, New York. It's, it's, well, it's, in this fucking place... Like, well, yeah, because we've got to close everything up because... <laughs> turn the aircon off. It's like, what, we have to turn off the fan, close the window. Some old apartment building. Yeah, it's fucked. The insulation's in not good, which is fascinating listening. But So back to Japan. Oh, no, wait. We're still doing the recap since last podcast, all right? All right, so we've gone World Cup. I mean, because why do you go to a reunion? Why do you go... Don't you go to just hook up with the girl you had a crush on? A yeah, bunch of I years guess ago? so. That would be one high, like large component of it. Some other people would be there to, uh, either they're lonely or like another category would probably be like to demonstrate how successful I am and kind yeah, of like that. Particularly you know. the ones that were unsuccessful in the high school days, like had low status or whatever. Yeah, or some might just be dickheads that like to, you know, feel like the top shit and posture. Yeah, I wouldn't mind to just. Catching up with people I don't know A bit of nostalgia And sentimentality Like I'd want to go there And I'd want them to be playing Music from ages ago 
in the high school uniform as well <laughs> just like someone gets attention or some shit why are those shoelaces that red? would actually be sick if we had to wear our uniform or l- at least our high school hoodie that would be pretty cool yeah though and like some in people, fact one of the pe- people they're too was. fat to wear the hoodie still or something <laughs> oh fuck yeah well okay look i will say this one of the things i noticed a lot of, like i mean it goes it's not surprising a lot of people have very let's just move on to another <laughs> right i don't want to get too many yeah, yeah the whole high everyone's fucking listening to this from our high school so nah but just like yeah i know let's keep it positive like you feel feel energized while you listen to us speak about high school oh yeah so what else oh did you see the vice feminine feminism panel vice yeah vice ran a panel on feminism i don't know oh, if I they do I probably, it annually I probably saw some Comment or oh, not comment? Was it you know that redhead like anti-feminist? She was yeah, on yeah. It? Um, pearl, just pearly things. Yeah, like I think I saw some clip, you know, some short or whatever, some little micro clip somewhere. I'm like, I'm not going to get anything from watching this. It's just going to be same old talking points. No, right? Yeah, you're not going to. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I actually think femi- I think left leftism is dying a bit. I think it's starting to swing back. To the middle, but anyway, well, but I mean, people are saying that for ages. I think I think the right wing is becoming stale, like the whole Peterson stuff. But oh, yeah. but th- that's what I mean. If, if the right wing is becoming less edgy, that means it's coming back to the middle. Okay, but I thought you said left wing is dying, so therefore I thought you're saying the right oh, was taking some ground. Maybe maybe instead of dying, I should just say the pendulum swinging more back into the center. It, it's messy in now. In terms of like government policies and shit. Like there was a, I think people, yeah, I think maybe there's more moderate, like I think maybe even anti-government that's reducing. Like I think, you know, last five years, like you say like the Trump, you know, the Andrew Tate, the Peterson, the whole Black Lives Matter, like that was all kind of fairly inflamed. And I think now it's like people trying to work out where they sit. And the COVID shit, in like I can talk from Australia, anyone that was like seriously anti-government during COVID was sort of seen as extremist crackpots. But I think in general, there's a lot of anti-government. Like, Wait, you think it's becoming more anti-government? No, less. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. I'm saying I, I think the mainstream would look at those people that are anti-government in Australia and go, oh, they're extremist crackpots. Also, there's a lot of like, it seems like anti-government... I think it's being more associated less with the Antifa and more with like the right wingers. Yeah, right wingers are more. Yeah, the whole like Trump drained the swamp and stuff, and people are like, yeah, fucking government, you know, is ineffective, you know, telling us what to do, controlling, wasting money. And I think now people are like wondering, okay, what what's post government then? And then they're realizing actually, maybe government isn't that bad. Uh, yeah, well. I mean, so what? A few years ago, Antifa burned down now nah, Portland or something. No, I think Antifa. <laughs> no, but what what I'm saying is right. Oh, so the references are of anti-government. It's Antifa and the right wingers, and I think the mainstream might be looking at them and going, "I don't like those guys." But I think it's more it's Antifa anyway. But not. But I think they set up their own little village in Portland or whatever, like some kind of anarcho, like anarchist village and stuff like that. Fucking Tifa, dude. Who like? Uh, it's not I even just a real felt. Body. I felt like you were going. No, they're, they're all right, man. I don't. I'm not on the whole right wing. Like this is Antifa, like the scary boogeyman. You know what the fuck is Antifa? Like, 
I just think they're uni students like we used to be, and they were just like, I don't have anything, so let's just burn it all down. Burn it? I think there's. And usually it's people with a middle class upbringing as well. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a buzzword, and there's no like nuance. I hate when people fucking. Like it's when Peterson always crapped on about, oh, the fucking, what is it? Neo Marxist, postmodern neo Marxist. Like, what the fuck does that even mean, you dipshit? It's just a buzzword for people to latch onto, and then everyone gives it their own subjective interpretation, and it means nothing, but you just feel entitled and like, oh my God, you know? I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, how can you be like, believe in ideology, like Marxism, and be maybe like a new wave neo Marxist or whatever the fuck that is, and then be a postmodernist, which doesn't believe in grand narratives? It's a contradiction. It's just like, ugh, dipshit. Yeah. Did you see Peterson's like fucking Twitter outfit that he showed like a week ago? Did you oh, see so that? This is Peterson. Have we done Elon and... No, Tate Elon's yet? come one up. <laughs> okay. But did you see like he got some custom like... Someone, oh. It was like a blue and oh, like beige custom and he's like wearing Okay, it, I like, actually can't remember. I just, in my mind, I remember thinking, wait, why is Peterson wearing that? That's, I don't think that's good for his brand. That just makes him yeah, look his like... Brand. His, but he okay. So here's the thing: maybe he's starting to see himself as the entertainer. I think he's just, you know, when like someone becomes a celebrity on like wherever, and they did one good movie, and then they just want to hang on to it, and they just come like this washed up kind of yeah. Give, freak give show. some examples. Uh, like that Corey, it's a Corey film. What are the Corey, Corey Feldman? Yeah, what are the dude in the eighties and stuff like that? And I think one of the Ghostbusters, like the the black dude like supposedly still goes to conventions with like the ghostbuster outfit and he's a ghostbuster it's like yeah you're just hanging on to luke skywalker yeah it's probably like heaps because you know they're not easy to come to mind i just i'm just trying to think of what's the poster boy for that sort of thing but the washed up person that's clinging on yeah but i think peterson's kind of there you know he had the 12 rules for life got success and it's kind of all right then you basically went into a coma because of benzos you kind of cooked after your neurons and now it's like all right i can i can still do my tours i can still make these stupid little tweets you know commentaries about things and still get well, traction it came up when the the left had a bit of a stranglehold on everything <laughs> this so, is what so antifa was fucking taking everything over <laughs> so his views were pretty uh outrageous like okay he's the big thing that he said that made him famous initially was the compelled speech uh to yeah, the transgender pronouns i'm looking at yeah blah 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 but at, so at that time i think everyone was just like yeah of course you if someone says that they're a woman or someone said you just do it and then there's been a bunch of dissenting voices from that perspective yeah. since then so peterson's view isn't as radical anymore so yeah, he did that. Then he came out with the twelve rules for life. I'd say there's heaps the of making yeah. it bad. Then there was the Kathy Newman thing, which was massive about the lobster and yeah, her, her getting destroyed and blah blah blah. But Claiming that he was like kind of but like if you hate Peterson. You would say he got destroyed because it's all how you. Uh, but he was like claiming I'm calm and collected, and I can argue, you know, rationally or whatever. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of people in that kind of anti-pronoun wave. Uh, I wonder where the genesis, who was the first, like, was he, I don't think he would have been the pioneer of being the anti-pronoun. Like, I mean, it could have been. Oh, I'd like that? to like track the lineage, like map it all out. Like this person said this, this person said this. Do you mean someone that's seen as fairly reasonable? I don't know. I was, I know like he's, you're saying like 
in, uh, because there's a few right wing dudes like maybe Gavin McInnes said something, and or, there's always been anti-trans for like forever. So it's kind of like you'd never also, really. Who's that? That sort of tall guy, uh, louder with Crowder, no. Stephen Crowder. Yeah, he's been on Rogan. Yeah, saves the people, Lawrence Southern, all that kind of. Oh shit, yeah, man. yeah, that's another one. Yeah. So anyway, but I'm saying like anti-trans would have been you know forever. So it's like when does it start? It's all kind of evolved and informed by that. Yeah. So we'll get back to you next episode, everyone. So all right. Now to Elon. Fashion. What about Elon Musk? Oh, okay. Anything? Like, so we're gonna stick to the heavy shit. Yeah, the same old shit, man. But I think. Yeah, but this is heavy listening. Like I think he was <laughs> he was posting heaps just about like he's basically going kind of right wing Republican. Like co-conspiracy shit, like like anti-Fed Reserve, tweeting the fuck out of it, basically crashed his stock, killed his reputation's turned to absolute shit now, and now he's trying to back, like not backtrack, but remove all that like political talk because he knows. I think he finally waked up, woke up, and thought, you know, what I'm saying online isn't positive for me long term. I think he's massively polarized himself. Yeah, yeah, he's everyone. It seems like now, as opposed to a few months ago, everyone is forced to take a position on Musk. Yeah, now. fuck, like Tesla. Tesla's brand is, you know, Musk. You know, so if Musk, if you start hating Musk, no, no, that's a problem because there's so many Tesla fanboys, and I don't think it marries up with necessarily liking Musk's personality. Yeah, they kind of there's conflict there. But I'm also saying, if you're going to buy a Tesla, you're not just buying Tesla; you're buying into Musk. And if Musk is start going down this like republican right-wing covid conspiracy shit then you're like fuck you know and there's so much competition in electric cars now you go hey maybe i'll get you know whatever some korean car or whatever a ford electorate so he's kind of kind of fucked himself there yeah so what's the stock doing now i'm guessing it's it's down to like 120 and i think at peak it was in like 300 ish so it's wow i would have to check again but yeah like obviously it's going to crash anyway because it's like a bubble but like this has pushed it harder and yeah, so just interesting to see that kind of downfall because I always thought, you know, people buying into Musk's bullshit for the last two years and I thought eventually they're going to cap- catch on catch onto it and everyone is, but it's not just the bullshit about he's going to do all these great things which will never turn out, but it's also the politics has been revealed and he's revealed it strongly, you know? Yeah, it's a shame. I, it's I was shame. really buying into Musk. Yeah. I thought he might be the saviour. Against the rest of um, Silicon Valley's left wing. No, but he was playing off like his left mafia. wing. If you know what I mean. Like, okay, I, I was hopeful. Yeah, but he he was like the scientific, rational <coughs> left wing. He wasn't just the, oh, I'm thinking with my feelings and heart left wing. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, for sure. And he thought, hey. Yeah, that's the type I am. <laughs> I don't, like, I'm, I'm, I'm left wing. Lost. Yeah, I'm left wing. Fuck Ant- Antivo. You know the block. <laughs> you you got to, yeah, think about it. No, nah, but like. Oh, I think we already had this discussion yeah, in one of the episodes about whether but, we're but right Musk, left. Musk, I think like two years ago, people like, and he was pushing this thing about, I started Tesla with this long-term vision of, you know, I knew we have to get off like fossil fuels and things. So it's like, oh my God, this dude was like a visionary. Like he started a, like a sports car that funded mass production of normal cars, you know. And now that's kind of like all unraveled to him just being like the kind of capitalist that he is. Uh under kind of like a climate change slight angle or a techno futurist solar punk kind of angle that it's kind of fading away now. Mm. Uh, and is he self-made? I don't think so. Like, I think we talked about that before, but yeah. 
the whole yeah but that, that's another thing like a lot of people like there was a bit of a narrative of a Rags the Riches boy from South yeah, Africa put, makes it big in America. Put all his money into SpaceX and Tesla to start it off and it could have all went to shit and, you know, it turned out. Yeah, but you made all your money through like doing, you know, on the dot-com bubble, like making websites that weren't really worth shit, you know, even though he says they are. Yeah, he was the poster boy for the American dream. So a lot of people would have loved him. I mean, yeah, and a lot of people still love him, but... Yeah, and how CEOs are kind of celebrities now. Like they never really used to be. You probably had Steve Jobs, maybe a few others, but like yeah. now they're really up there. Yeah, I've never thought about that one. Everyone. Steve Jobs is the one. Yeah, but like you know a lot of, uh, maybe you don't, but like you know a lot of CEOs now. Like, did people always? Everything seems very financy, like the last year as well. Yeah, everyone's CEOs. into finance. Yeah, okay. Yeah, name a few. Uh, what's the Apple dude? Tim Cook. No, oh, yeah. Uh. Amazon guy, even though he's kind of retired, but might be coming back, Bezos. Oh, okay. Shit like that, you know? CCO. Okay. Qantas guy, what's his name? Alan Joyce, you know? Oh, yeah. So the R.M. Uh, yeah. Williams dude. Yeah. What's, what's his he's name? He's got a nickname, like, not Fitzy, Fitzy. Yeah, Ralphie. And <laughs> whatever the fuck is. Yeah, so it's all this stuff. Oh, my God, thank you. They're here. Like, they know how to allocate capital better than democratic governments, like, maybe That's, to a degree. but This is why they deserve the big bucks. I know. Because they are the brand. <laughs> Kanye Alright so what else Have I got On the dockets You're talking about Japan before Like why is it A holiday destination Yeah well, let's do that one So that one. <laughs> Well I mean I, don't I like how clinical It is now <laughs> Yeah right I don't give a shit About this I thought you were Going to Wanted to talk about Japan being a holiday Destination no, Everyone cares about This it. is the whole thing Right Because I Fucking love Overseas travel But Japan is not in my top five places, yet everyone I know, all the, all the, in fact, it's not even just gender-based, females, males. Gen, Gen Z fucking loves Japan, man. Yeah, Gen Z, okay. Well, it's pretty much everyone I know that's under, I don't know, 40. Everyone I know between 20 and 40, all of them are like, I but really want to go to Japan. You hang out with kind of IT dudes a bit, right? No, 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 like the... The females I hang out with at work are more in the businessy side. Yeah, okay. So some of them are from HR, some of them are from whatever. Yeah, I think... And all of them are like... So, in fact, most of the females I know are, are younger, so like probably in their 20s or early 30s. And some of them are married, some of them are blah, blah, blah. But they're some are blonde, some are brunette, some are white. Some, some are, are hot, some are not... Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, go on. <laughs> I don't know. Go on this little detail. Uh, so anyway, some, yeah, but pretty much all of them are like, oh, I really want to go to Japan and the ones that have been, uh, uh, what's my name again? <laughs> Whatever you want to be, man. Georgie. Georgie boy. Georgie boy, like you really need to go to Japan. When you go to Japan, you need to go here. But what do they say? Why do you have to go? Oh, it's just, there's so much to do and see. And that's very detailed. Yeah. There's so much culture. Okay. They, okay. They don't even say interesting shit like, oh, it's like completely different culture to Western culture. It's like, it's got all the uh, the wealth and order of a typical Western culture, but in terms of societal norms and everything, it's very very different. They don't say it's alien. That that would that'd be the shit that would appeal to me. But they just go, oh, it's really cool to like look at all the stuff that's happening. Yeah, I guess it's very safe. It's very clean. These are clean. people that want to go to Disneyland too. Yes, yeah, it sounds like it. Very clean. Like, 
customer service is super high up there. So, and obviously it's all kind of quirky technology and kind of fairly hyper consumerism if you go to like Tokyo and stuff. You got high speed trains and complex subways, you know, so people are quiet. Is this you selling it? I'm just trying to uh, think about the person you're talking about, what, what's giving you're them the rush. You're a Japan lover. I say lover. Like, I'm You've been there. Yeah, I have. And I'd probably, I'd possibly go again. And like, Okay, why would you go again? Just because it's kind of like chill in a weird sense. Clean, easy. And it's different. Like, it's not grungy. So it's like a monoculture. Like, they don't allow, you know, they don't allow refugees. So... <laughs> it sounds like so. Hang on, it, like to me, it sounds like you want to go there and you want to just like look around like a fucking android and analyze everything like the Terminator. That's what I go, do on all my fucking oh, holidays. Man. This is different. Like for me, when I go overseas, okay. So when I went to America, I didn't even want to go to America, but I got a free trip there. And when I was in LA, what appealed to me was like, holy fuck, I feel like I'm in a TV show or a movie. Yeah, I get what you mean. And that was kind of, and even just. This is weird, but when you're in Vegas in LA, you literally see all these world famous celebrities just walking down the street everywhere. That was kind of weird. Yeah. But it gave me a bit of nostalgia to movies as if I'd lived in them. When I was in Europe, it was awesome to touch and see things that were fucking old. And it makes you feel small in the grand scheme of like the history of humanity or the universe and shit. Yeah, like when yeah. I went to Stonehenge, I'm like, fuck, this thing's 3,000 years yeah, old. It's like older Australians than the pyramids or whatever. Like European history is like 250 years or whatever. Yeah, like we've got fuck all in Australia that's old. Like even in the big cities like Sydney. Yeah, like Sydney. nothing more than what maximum 200 years old, Yeah, I guess. Sydney Harbour Bridge, like the steel in that was like imported from Britain. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, okay. That's, that's back that's from when they were the mother country. Yeah, but it's just weird. Like 1920s, we were importing steel. Now we're like the steel powerhouse of the world, you know? Yeah, that was back when we made all our money off wool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like sheep. Like sheep, they talk yeah. about how like the sheep shearer was like the backbone of the Aussie yeah, economy okay. up until like the 50s or whatever. But um, yeah, so that's why... Oh, okay, so maybe that's the thing, man. Like Sheep. you just want to go there, as in go going back to Japan. You want to go there and just look at everything. Go, oh, this is different. What does no, that I mean? No, I wouldn't even mind like living. It's almost like I get to see humanity from a different perspective, <laughs> and it helps me understand my culture. I don't know. I wouldn't even mind like living in the country, like in Japan for a bit, like a small. Well, the town. country, the country, like the rural areas of any country is the real country. Yeah, but still, like it's Japan's relatively small. They can get to a big city like this fairly big cities throughout japan so you can always get to one kind of easily by a train but apparently all the the togay guys like all the drift dudes yeah the drift dudes they're all out in the country so i guess they're like japanese bogans yeah well it is kind of a punk uh rough scene yeah yeah the, the drift is kind of japanese bogans but they still have a bit more elegance i think oh no shit the japanese bogans are cool as fuck yeah i think <laughs> how's it just Dicks. Yeah, well, Japan is like quirkiness, elegance. I'm like, I don't really know why, why, I, why I would say I like Japan. I think I was into like, I'm not fully into like Japanese culture. You know, like some people watch like anime and like try to. Yeah, like you language. don't give a shit about temples. Like, do you even know what Shinto is? Yeah, not oh, like their religion, but like hardly anything about it. You know. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. It's kind of like they say it's kind of like an autistic country. Like you got all the trains. Everything's very ordered. Everyone's quiet. Everyone's Everyone's got like social anxiety. Like that's kind of like the cultural default. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's it's just like a, someone with autism. Anybody that's new is complete alien. So you just you go to default NPC yeah. communication. But people that are inside the loop, they're a lot. They completely so maybe treat differently. It's kind of like yeah, I guess it's like the autistic, introvert, complex system. Like they're very into systems, like train systems or user interface systems or you know kiosks, things like that. So. Maybe that's what appeals to all the IT dudes, I know. Yeah, but... Because the non-IT guys, I know, don't give a shit about Japan. But then there's cutesy element that people... Like, I'm thinking, like, Gen Z kind of love it. It's all over TikTok. Like, Gen Z fashion, there's so much, like, kanji or, kanji or like, Japanese characters on fashion. You know what I mean? Is this because of anime's popularity? I wonder if anime Z? kicked it off or what? Well, Gen Z fucking love K-pop, anime. Yeah. K-dramas. I remember... What like else? some people in the photography community kind of say Japan, like in Tokyo and stuff, you can take take shots, and it's just it's always aesthetic. So it's a very aesthetic country, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So maybe that's why like is pervasive on social media because you get like aesthetic imagery. I fucking hate aesthetic imagery, though. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. And then for I like that raw shit, it becomes appealing to people like you know the fucking ten year olds on TikTok, ding ding ding, you know, as opposed to Australia, fucking like. This dirty, dusty, everything's, you know, spaced apart, not much fluoro lighting. Do you, okay, Bald and Bankrupt, you're familiar with that channel? Yeah. Do you watch his content semi-regularly? Never, I don't like him as a person. Like, his personality, I don't really dig. All right. Well, okay, my question was <laughs> yeah. going to be, let's see if this works or not. If you could choose the country he was going to go to next, would you rather him go to like one of those war-torn Eastern European ones, South America, Africa, Japan? Where would you want him to go? I don't really, I don't like him as a person, but okay. What about Harold Balder? Yeah, he, he's a bit more neutral. I don't I don't know. Eastern Europe doesn't really do it for me. What about you? Um. Mm, okay. Look, I've, I've seen a bunch of the uh, Balder bankrupt shit in Eastern Europe. I enjoyed it because I knew nothing about it. Yeah, but I sort of get the impression that it's just fairly impoverished, and there's a lot of people going, "Oh, it's better back when we were the USSR." You want some cured meat? Come in, my friend. Or some potato. Yeah, potato like, skew. Seems like a lot of people actually do drink vodka, like a fuckload of vodka. Yeah, like I think Eastern Europe doesn't really appeal to me, but I haven't been there, so it's like, yeah. Yeah, and like. When back in the day when I'd watch pickup artist videos and they'd go to Eastern Europe, the women seemed very cold and trauma. Yeah, trauma and like aggressive. It's aggressive. It it's almost like uh, they're a female version of Andrew Tate. Like they see that's why there, man. relationships as transactional. That's why in Romania. <laughs> what border border uh, bank? Andrew up Tate, right? Oh right, uh, yeah, possibly. I don't know. I thought it was just because um, he was able to get him with the organised crime there and buy casinos and stuff. Does he have casinos? Yeah, he owns casinos. I don't even know. Like, I'm not down with the Andrew Tate law. Like, I don't. Like well, he, he travelled around Europe through the kickboxing career, so he okay. would have made connections all around Europe, and that would have given him a taste of different countries and stuff. Yeah. And obviously the the fighting world when you get below the top top because look he was a world champion in kickboxing but you got to understand combat sports are not like soccer where there's what? one <laughs> yeah. in the sense they hit that each other <laughs> right 
No, but in terms of organisationally, like soccer, you've got FIFA. Yeah. And the pinnacle of that sport is the World Cup. If you win the World Cup, you're the champion of the world. There's no dis- There's no... About that. Okay. Yeah. Whereas in combat sports, in boxing, in kickboxing, in mixed martial arts... Mixed martial arts are a bit different because the UFC is definitely the highest level, highest tier, but... Boxing and kickboxing, there's a gazillion fucking organisations and at any one time you've got several simultaneous And there are people champions. moving across, yeah. And there's different tiers. He w- he wasn't like a K1 world champion. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like this low tier one. But anyway, my point is at his level, which was a bit lower than the top top, you're going to get involved with a lot of dodgy people. And I guess, yeah, he might have got in contact with some people in Romania. and He was corrupted. He did admit that he became mates with some of the the top gangsters and that's how he was able to get some casinos and stuff. Yeah, like, I think, you know, I don't really... I don't think he's an unethical... I, I don't think he's an ethical person. Yeah, I just think there's nothing really... Like, I read some article on news.com.au, so that's like the trash news site of Australia, saying that, I think the title was like, the two words teachers hate to hear in the classroom i'm like what the fuck are these two words gonna be you know what they were were i think you can guess not top g andrew tate (laughs) okay and they said like all all the 10 year olds are talking about andrew tate and it's like you know and he's made this like hyper masculine kind of teenage boy like uh well all the teachers are females (laughs) yeah but it's like all right and you know they'll they keep saying like, I don't know, something like, if you're going to be my friend, you can't be a pussy because that's what Andrew Tate says. So it's kind of like showing that, you know, it's promoting like males to be like hyper-masculine and like and a I better... Kinda, I kind of like that. I had this big argument with my stepsister about this. She was like, that's fucking disgusting. I don't want you saying any of that, like to my nephew, like her son. I don't want you saying any of that shit to my nephew. Saying what like, though? Oh, if just you're going to be any, my friend, you can't be a pussy. No, 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 no. Just any of the masculine oh, things yeah. that uh, Andrew Tate breaches. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, it's just, everything's, don't, I just find it boring, man. Like, Yeah, I know. We don't have to go over that Yeah, again. I know. Go right, back well, to episode, a couple of episodes ago where we just talk about how yeah. bored yeah, I am. Yeah, if you really want to know. Yeah, <laughs> if you really want to know. Um, yeah, I mean, you've already heard this. So I know that. Yeah, you're an avid listener. You probably listened to it multiple times. All right. If we're going to keep about the, the Asian theme, something fashion. Like I was down in Melbourne, right? Knox right. City, the, the, you know, Westfield, Westfield Big Shopping Mall. Like they changed like one quarter of it to just being like an Asian food court, right? Like this is kind of like a, you know. Anyway, like I have no real issue with that. But then you go like 20 minutes later, Glen Waverley, it's Asian food court, Box Hill, it's Asian food court around here. Like there's this new wave of just Asian food courts. Have you seen that? Well, I live in the Asian hub of Neo New York yeah. and it can be frustrating. Sometimes I just want to, so if I want to get fish and chips, if I want to get like that suburban Aussie Chinese, if I want to get. But I think it's it's going on from what I said. I can't get it you know, because yeah. I'm surrounded by just legitimate Chinese. So the chicken is very, very different to the chicken I'm used to. Yeah. Like I don't have like a big like issue with it, but I'm just like, it's interesting like as a trend, like, hey, we're going to make food courts that are like Asian and like make it all look Asian. Who, who do you think the market is though? I think it's... Because I know, I know here in Neo New York, it's actual Chinese. Students. Yeah, I don't. It's not Chinese students. I think I would be like some Chinese population, but I think it's like the cool, like the interesting thing to eat now. You have like bubble tea. You kind of got like bingsu. You know, like Asian food. Oh, so 
Oh, so you reckon bubble tree? Bubble tree. Yeah, bubble tree. Yeah. <laughs> bubble tree. Yeah, you have the bubble tree, man. Like that's a, that's my favourite place to get bubble tea. But um, <laughs> no, nah, sure, it's gone mainstream because yeah, I remember when, when when we were young, it was edgy. When I, like back in like two thousand. Nah, fuck yeah. So we're revealing age, but back when we were young, and it was like, oh, we're gonna go into the city. That, and that we're was gonna go sick. get bubble. Yeah. But here's the thing. Remember, like you would take one of our friends with us and we go get bubble tea and it was almost always their first yeah, for bubble sure. tea experience whereas now what kind of kid hasn't had bubble tea yeah like everyone even old woman now would have had bubble tea you know what I mean old woman not just one a w- <laughs> old woman <laughs> old women alright I said um, I thought I said an, an old woman yeah but then they say Swanson Street oh. in Melbourne is basically just a bubble tea street uh well, I mean, that's just a tourist street. Yeah, I know, but why is it dominant? Like, why why aren't we having, like, European food courts where it's, like, maybe... Well, Asian food, I guess, is, like, if you have, like, kind of... It's a healthier option to the a degree. European, I think, has a bit of a brand of a bit more upmarket. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess so. Like, you'd go to a French kind of bakery and you'd probably pay twice as much or whatever. Well, back in the day, it used to be very different. Like, Italian was pretty cheap grub. But it seems like all the Italian places went. Yeah, I know. Like, I Authentic okay. Italian is like that. You know, pasta is That's thirty bucks or something. So all right. And it's and it's hyper minimal. Like I remember back in the day. I mean, look, look, we grew up in the suburbs, so all of our shit was the typical Aussie suburban fee. So you'd have the the Aussie suburban Chinese restaurant, which had your Mongolian beef, your. Uh, what was it? Black bean beef. Are oh, you talking about Chinese restaurants or what? Yeah, Chinese restaurants. Yeah, honey chicken, special, shit like that. Special fried rice, honey chicken, pork and plum sauce. It was like yeah, the yeah. same shit you'd always get. You go to Italian, it's always going to have spaghetti bolognese, lasagna, your uh, pizza and shit. tortellini, whatever. Yeah, pizza. But there'd be like the same shit at almost every single place. And now. All of that's gone. You can't go to like one of those old school. It's either like super cheap pizza, like Domino's or some like cheap pizza, or Correct. it's you got to go like in a suburbia to some authentic. All the Italian places suck in Neo New York because they're all trying to be legit. Well, they're trying everywhere to be a certain legit, region, you know, what I mean? and it's freaking horrible, man. But I'm just saying, like, why? Like, I think Asia is kind of in. Yeah, Asian fucking Asian. like maybe it's K-pop, probably like. China, China becoming like a superpower over the last 20 years and that's kind of this influence, soft power, reputation about Asia. So, but it's just, yeah, interesting. I just find it weird how like... That's Japan, Japanese is pretty big too, like the yeah, ramen Jap- particularly. Japan, yeah, I know, but yeah, everything. It's like, it's just interesting how like Asia is like having food courts. Like obviously it's Westfield deciding, hey, this is where the market is. We'll make the transform this whole section into like an Asian food court where you get food. And that's Montana. There's definitely not a big Chinese population. So 100% they're marketing it's a little, to it's Aussies. There's a little bit, but yeah, it's more Aussies. And it's suburban Aussies. So this is the pinnacle of mainstream. This is suburbia in a major Aussie city. Yeah. Like I'm like, I wouldn't say victim, but like I'm into it too. You know, like I ate so much Asian and like, you know, travel around like Sydney and stuff, going to different places. But it's like, it's just interesting how that's so normalized I mean, now. I, well, that's the whole thing because normalize is not cool. It's like when a banjo like goes mainstream. Yeah. Like, remember how you and me have been to Cabramatta in Sydney a few times? I've been, heaps, yeah. I've been everywhere, in like, man, in Sydney. No, no. I mean, I've been a few times without you, obviously, mm. but we've been together there a few times. I got times. bashed by the Vietnamese, man. 
And we got stuck because <laughs> we were trying to, Try, we were trying to make a heroin pill. Fucking trying deal. to get my, my, my spoon headers off my EP3, man. And the motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some people yeah, will get that's that. A, that's a Honda yeah. reference. But um, EP3, what is it? Is that that's the a Civic. ST1000? No, it's a Civic. Oh, okay. EP3 Type yeah, R, import, two-door. Made in UK, so, but anyway, whatever. We're not going to talk yeah, about no. shit on this. <laughs> um, but Back on yeah, Dennis, anyway. no, I'm joking, go on. The the whole thing is you and me got so fucking excited about that shitty food court. What's it called? Not KTS or what? I don't know. That's no, you KTS. did. You're like, I'm gonna take you here. I've been here before. This is the good shit. I'll give you the insight. Yeah, that's go. what it was. That's how I re- recall it. But, no, yeah, I mean, possibly. But the whole point is, I was excited about it. I used to love that yeah. shit because I'm like, oh man, even the streets they smell like Southeast Asia. Yeah. Like, Cabramatta is so Southeast Asia. Like that's the closest to Southeast Asia. It's in so Australia. cool that we've actually got something like that. Yeah, there's so like I've I've been around you know so much Asian suburbs in Sydney. It's not funny, like you know, but like Melbourne doesn't have anything equivalent to para, para, uh, I guess Springvale, Box Hills, kind of it. I mean, Footscray was about ten years ago. That's, oh, it's got Viet, but it's very African now as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's also Footscray is very hipster as well. Mel- Melbourne is like, in terms of like, it's a lot more neutral than Sydney. Sydney's suburbs, like you got Fairfield and it's like Middle East. You go walk around there at night, you know. It's like old dudes in a coffee shop, you know. Yeah, and you got, what is it, Leichhardt, Ly- which is, was it? Or Burwood, super Asian. It's got like a Chinatown. Eastwood, half Chinese, half Korean. Hurstville, super Chinese. Like, it's, it's wild. Yeah, Cronulla, which is just super Nazi. Yeah, and like Blacktown is African, Bankstown is like the next. Whoa, Blacktown's African. Boxing Day sales, I actually asked, I was at the cricket and I did hear some Bogan talking to his, I guess, a date. I think Boxing Day sales are kind of watered down, like Black Friday's kicked off. Or he's on the phone and he's like, Oh, you know, obviously I went. To, I had to go to the Boxing Day sales because that's what you do. And I was thinking, oh, so Boxing Day sales is still a thing. I thought yeah. Black Friday usurped it. I feel like it has. Yeah, so okay, so Boxing Day sales. Like Black Friday's come from nowhere. I guess we've just been dominated by US culture then, eh? Like, well, shopping-wise because you just buy everything online now. No, but I mean like as in, as a culture, like in the 90s or whatever, there'd be videos of people lined up at whatever big department store, Boxing Day, right? That was the decades of Boxing Day sales, oh my God. And like this year, it's like, yeah. So Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. So it's like a bit of weird timing as well. But somehow like Black Friday in the last decades come from nowhere. But I think we talked about that already. Uh, oh yeah, we did talk about Black Friday. Go back a couple episodes for that really commentary. Last, I think the last episode we had was Black Friday. Now, so welcome to the Consumerism Podcast where we talk That's about it, shopping. I love it. Shop to your drop. So um, all right. So fuck. Uh, fuck that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, good. Yeah. No more Boxing Day stuff, eh? So you're still on TikTok, yeah? Yeah, I still consume. I haven't. How, how much a week? Tell me. <sighs> Several hours. I uninstalled it a few weeks ago, I think, because I had COVID. I'm like, this is not good for my health. I'm trying to recover. Um, so, how, how so? Like sleep or? I think generally, even brain you know, chemistry. When I feel right, like it's it's almost like if like where you know, like if you're like working on an assignment or like something at work on a computer for ages, and you're kind of like neglecting your body and you're really focused and you're like, oh, I just really got to pump this out. It's kind of like that feeling when you're going through TikTok, just consuming so much, so much attention. 
I mean, that's a pretty positive thing. I would say if you're playing... Positive thing? I'm, I was thinking if you play a video game like DayZ or oh, you're yeah, playing a strategy kind of game like Football game. Manager where or COD... Yeah. Whatever. Give, give more examples. World of Warcraft back in the day. I'm, try, I'm trying to. I'm basically. I feel like I was able to capture like 99 percent of any okay. gamer with those three games. I'm gonna get real edge case. Or oh, Ultima Online. <laughs> That's old school. Yeah. Is that like an MMORPG? That was pre uh, World of Warcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got addicted to that in my teenage years. My mom got a bit like, concerned. When I, yeah, one of my mates was like that. He's like, let's all play Ultima Online. Like, I think I started at like 8 a.m. and then like till like 8, 8 o'clock, you know, like 12 hour non stop sessions. My mom was like, oh my God. I mean, it sounds. That's what I see in the news. It sounds like a long time, but when you're playing it, it goes by real quick. Just, yeah, like, I guess, you know, you ten, like, I'm not a big gamer at all anymore, but it kind of learned mm, about addiction. You're still capable of cranking out eight hours <laughs> a day every now and then. Yeah, but like, but then it's like, I understood. Like, it's like a. Like a drug addict. Yeah, like, I'll just do a hit and then you like cold turkey it rather than you're, get full addicted. You're reinstall it, buddy. Yeah. Come on, man. I've got shitloads of gear on the mask. Yeah, I know. You're, you're waiting for it. No, I'm done. Oh, man. I had this epic kill the other day. Anyway, so... um, <laughs> but I, I don't <laughs> I like gamer culture talk. anyway. Oh, yeah. So TikTok is... It, so basically... Yeah, I mean, TikTok's unhealthy. I think that was like the first ever thing I said in this pod. Yeah, I know. But I'm just wondering, like, is this the progress? Are you still there? Are you still on the bandwagon? Do you think it's changed? Like, I feel like TikTok has now become... I mean, it's trash, but my expectations for it are so low. I think it was like slice of life. Like, hey, guys, I'm just having fun with this. I've gone down to like this kind of weird shop. Look what I bought or something. Or check out this graffiti on the wall. To now it's like people have formulated it. And like the tension grab, you know, so much like it's just become like repetitive and everyone's like doing the same stuff. Like, did you know that? Blah, blah, blah. You know, like it starts off with that. You're like, oh, okay, this kind yeah, of. Yeah, or it's like 5,000 people died in the Congo, blah, blah, blah. blah. But what, the, what yeah. was the reason why? The, what, the sole survivor. Yeah, yeah. Or like the, they'll start with the hook or whatever. That That's the whole thing. They'll, they'll introduce the hook and. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's no longer like slice of life, like. Like connection with like a random person in your local city it's kind of like you know these hooks all these formulaic shit yeah like i used to like lawn mowing ones where they're like yeah i saw this lawn <laughs> oh yeah and i, was I knocked mow. on the door but now the lawn mowing shit it's like that's even formulated as yeah, well they i saw it. this person that looked like it was never going to be recovered I went and chatted on the door to see if they'd let me and the results will shock you. Yeah, it's always like the same thing. Hi, can I cut your lawn for money? No, for free. What? For free? And then it's like oh, cuts yeah. to the montage of it all going and then because you want that stimulation of the before and after all within a minute. Yeah, so with the, all the activity. Out. So it's like, oh, I felt like, yeah, I mowed all this shit and trimmed it. But, you know, my, my TikTok's not too bad, I don't think. But I'm just saying like... I'm pretty ruthless though. I feel like it's just gone down to this formulaic... Oh, fuck, man. Like... Alright, so open up the TikTok. I can't believe I'd never normally get Pro that. Pro tip shit. only. What's this? I've lost it. No, it's cut to some dude. Anyway, some chick with some big lips, right? Something about guys that she dates, and I guarantee she's gonna have standards, and no, nah, nah, it's gonna be annoying. Like it's gone from the oh, these are, and then it flips to a different dude doing commentary on that original video. That's actually a good hook. You just show a hot girl, and then it's like now it's me talking. Yeah, like, I'm 45 and bald, sitting in my car. But hey, you're into it already. You're he invested. Is, he is bald, but he's wearing a hat, yeah. so he's into know all about it too. Yeah, like some cost fallacy. Like oh, I listened to the girl for 10 seconds. Might, might as well say hear what he has to say about this. It's not bad though. 
man. Like, just exploit the hotness of a girl. No, that's what I hate. Like, TikTok is just pure formulate like, exploitation now. It's not organic. It's exploitation not, of it's, kids, too. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, I thought I... Yeah, anyway, whatever. Well, I heard this podcast the other day, and um, this dude was... In fact, it was a guy called Hamza. Oh. Well, he's a bit of an... He's a manosphere dude. Very much self. You love he's it. A, well, he's a self improvement. I rarely watch him because I'm just. First, you do ten push-ups, then you come in your mouth or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's sort of aimed at like younger. It's like aimed at younger, like early twenties. So I'm not early twenties. Yeah, but you, yeah, you, when you're watching it, like you feel like, yeah, I'm transcending the people my eye age, and I'm actually down with the twenty-year-olds because I'm mm, consuming this content. I'm more just. I'll click on one of his things if he's talking about something I'm interested. Like if he goes, oh, why Tate was arrested or something. Like yeah, I know. But I, like I probably wouldn't watch that, but I'm just trying to give you an example of like one in 10 videos I might watch the start. Anyway, one of them he was talking about TikTok and about how it's actually giving high school kids Tourette's in the sense that they'll be in their classroom and they'll just start doing TikTok dance moves uncontrollably. Teachers are cunt. Oh, really? Yeah. Was there any evidence to this? Like, or they're just like, we have this video of a kid doing a TikTok dance. <laughs> it must be Tourette's. Like, Hamza told me. <laughs> All right. The part told me. That just that? that just sunk into my brain, and I'm like, okay, that's a fact. It's a <laughs> TikTok like, giving our kids Tourette's. Maybe you should have like a pod and just make up bullshit that you think is going to be appealing for like kind of mild shock value, you know. Well, I mean, there's no accountability. Yeah, I know. It's like, not like there's any fact check. Yeah, like, where is the scientific... Did you re- reference, like, a paper? Or is it, like, teachers in Oregon are saying that, you know? I mean, everything on fucking YouTube is anecdotal anyway. Yeah, well, most of it. See, this is why fucking 90s old media, even though it would lie to you a lot, I feel like they were more accountable to themselves. Maybe even just ABC... But maybe it, maybe it's because I'm looking at it through the lens of a child. Nostalgia, yeah. But I, I just feel like ABC used to when I was watching care so much about the quality of what they presented and they'd cross all their T's and I's. They still kind of do. They're very... Oh, sort of agree. But, yeah, I wouldn't be listening to some fucking podcast about uh, Tourette's like rising up because of... And also, like, I'm perpetuating it right now. Yeah, so and it just spreads like a virus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the real Tourette's. Doesn't make sense, but well, anyway, I mean, people listening to this would be like, "Yeah, I heard this on several other podcasts." But I wonder how many. Like, I think we're probably like the first generation that can easily access mass youth youth like culture. And I wonder, you know, dude, I've actually got a docket point about this. Well, I fucking it's my docket now. I started it. <laughs> well, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like, twenty years ago, you couldn't really engage with like a lot of minds of like teenagers and now you can kind of just flip through tiktok and fucking hear their views on everything and can i give you my docker point and then you tell me if this is the same as what you're saying well you tell me like i'm speaking you got the docker there (laughs) so each generation has a stronger voice than the last due to technology so uh, what i've got is the voice of gen x was basically grunge bands so like kurt cobain was essentially the voice of that generation right yeah, that's what history tells me. So he's the one that's like, oh, I've got no purpose and Do heroin. Right. And it's everything is pep- is pointless and blah, blah, blah. And then we had like, we had early media. So we had like MSN, we had MySpace, the, maybe YouTube. 
now the current generation what's just a, has... What's our metal voice? You're saying metal oh, voice well, we, we, we can post YouTube videos. We've, we've got Reddit, uh, sorry, yeah, but uh, 4chan, blah, blah, blah. I think blah. it's saying like, you talk, in your first example, Gen X was kind of like, this was the culture summarized, which is kind of like grunge. Right. But now you're saying or like... bands. And obviously the way they could express that was like, M, like this is going so basically like MTV, you know, records... Our CDs, blah blah blah. But, yeah, yeah. But now, what was the millennial like summary? I know you're talking about all the media. I mean, to, look. To be honest, I don't I, even know. To be honest, I had Gen X nailed down. I'm like, that's it. Uh, Gen Z is a lot easier too because a lot of them are just famous. Like, if you look at oh, who's the Filipino American? Yeah, <laughs> this is what we talked about last week. The the halfy that worked in the navy, right? Yeah, I can't remember her name. Bella, whatever, right? Bella Porch. Yeah. So anyway, Gen Z is that, right? So they're the TikTok and YouTube and those people are celebrities now. So uh, the the Paul brothers are doing fights that would make mainstream news. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, no, no. In terms of Gen Wait Y. I like yeah. how you're saying one celebrity is the generation, right? Kurt Cobain, Gen X, Bell- yeah. Bella Porch, Gen Z, right? But that's their exposure to all the yeah, other generations. But uh, I like this analysis as in what is the one celebrity of the generation? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So, so what's Bella our celebrity? Gen- millennial. What? Millennial. Corey the party boy. <laughs> Corey the party boy. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> like, it's not too bad. It's not, um, it's not too bad. That was the first thing that came to my mind. But oh, you have yet to choose one. Here's the thing. I don't even know where the fuck Kim we Kardashian? Start. No, but it's not. Oh, so Kanye West. Yeah, but then like that, he's not a uh, hipster. They like, you think millennials would be hipsters? I don't think he also syncs up with a lot of the views. Whereas I think a lot of people would resonate with uh, Kurt Cobain, and I'm sure a lot of girls yeah. resonate with. Um, Maybe like Banksy. How about that? Nah. Like political, like mild political commentary, like irony. Street who's art someone, who's that is fucking mainstream. Massive. Who's someone that's who was a big YouTuber that I'm going with Banksy, man. But, mm. PewDiePie, he's probably a bit young. No, no, he's definitely Gen Z, uh, Gen X, uh, he's like fucking Gen Y, millennial. He's, he's definitely too, though, or something. Yeah, I guess so. I thought he was older, <laughs> but I think that he kind of is early Gen Z, PewDiePie. <laughs> Okay, he's thirty three, so yeah. he's born in okay. eighty. He's an eighties boy. He's an eighties baby. But I think dude. he's early Gen Z. That's what I'm like. Not not in age, but in cultural like you know that online doing quirky shit. Oh, not and quirky, he's also like, like super ADD presentations. Yeah, so vapid. Like, Whoa, hey, yeah. it's just like nonstop fucking spamming your. Body. Obviously, it's not as cool or aesthetic. Like he's not aesthetic as contemporary Gen Z like icons, but. I've He's already like forgotten Gen what Z. our generation does Because everything I consume is Gen Z now To me it was kind of like Fixed bike, right? Like avocado on mighty, toast Mighty car mods are Gen like I, Y Fucking <laughs> you and mighty car mods This is super nuanced uh, No it's not They've got like 3 million subs Yeah, they, they get like 200,000 views now Like no one gives a fuck about Moog and his shitty music <laughs> But like it's hard My point is it's hard to think of them because everything you consume is Gen Z. I'm thinking shit. big celebrities. Oh, well, Donnie I mean, Darko actor. Who's he? What's it? Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, like, I'm going down that route now. Fuck. 
So you reckon movie stars? I'm thinking, what represents? Well, what are the key? We're different to Gen Z. Like I know millennial to me are like hipster, right? That's that's what everyone talks about. Hipster, slightly post emo. Yes. Okay. Uh, now again, somewhere. Yeah, post emo, like more kind of renting, so not having kids, right? Like that's the kind of the big the shift. Uh, and that's what I'm thinking. Like Banksy was kind of like hipster art, not you know. Dude, I got it. Yeah. Tom Green. <laughs> nah. The only thing is he's uh, 50% Gen X. The thing is he is a Gen Xer. Oh, no, he's probably too old for most millennials We're going anyway. back, Tom Green. All right. Banks is that, mine. That was actually a good one because he is also the godfather of a, of a later wave of uh, on-the-street comedy. Yeah, no, he, he transcends, I think. Which I think we've yeah. talked about uh, that before. We love well. the analysis of Tom Green. We're g- going back into the previous. It's like a. Re- if you're a listener of all the episodes, Rogan? No, no. No, nah, he's too old. Yeah, but and also he's very not hipster at all. Yeah. Fuck it. Anyway, let, let's. You can brew on that for a week. Yeah, I was gonna say we'll put that on next week's one. Mine's, yeah, I've, I've settled mine. All right, let me let me see if there's anything more on the docket. Checking otherwise. the docket. Otherwise, we can wrap this up. Baby, it's cold outside. Was set in a different. Oh, what the fuck is "Baby, it's cold outside"? Do you not know that song? No. I really should go. Baby, it's cold outside. No, probably whatever. It's like a fifties Christmas yeah. song, or maybe yeah. So why bring this up? I think I had another podcast talking about how it's a disgusting song, and I'm like, is it? It's a different time. Well, I don't know. It's so it's, yeah, whatever. But the the meta was I don't know about judging fucking different areas by modern ethics, and I think you and I have had this debate before. I don't know if we've ever debated on the pod. Let's do it now. Oh, really? Just like two minutes, and then we'll wrap it up. All right. Well, I mean, slavery's bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but. Every single culture on earth full of history up until like 200 years ago engaged in it for some reason. Yeah, so essentially you're talking like subjective morality to a degree. Yes. yes. And, uh, well, here's the thing. I don't... Look, I realise that my uh, morality isn't 100% objective. It's way more objective than most people. I think more than half of the population, their morality is based off, okay, this we have talked about. SJ morality. So I'm talking code. That's okay though, because we're talking about like the. I don't want to use a cliche, but I will. NPC type people that their morals are derived. What do you reckon an NPC is? Define an NPC. Well, it's someone that doesn't really have original thoughts, and you you can already predict what they're going to say. Original thoughts. If you give them any uh, talking point, you know that their opinion is going to be based off whatever they've consumed. Conventional. Thoughts, you would say, conventional actions and yes. beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's um. Yeah, I got another one for you. You know, okay. like everyone loves saying, "Oh, that's so autistic. I'm a bit autistic. I'm a bit on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum, right?" Or the everyone says, "What's I'm the ADD. opposite of autism?" Him, fucking. Like, like I guess confident and cool. <laughs> autism is gregarious. People use autism almost like it's. It's a negative thing, right? So if you've been on the spectrum, you're like, oh, I know I have these, like, not in a, like, in, I'm thinking of inequality, like, not inequality, but I have these qualities that aren't positive. And I'll go, oh, it's okay. Just I'm a bit on the spectrum. Or he's, or they'll say it as an insult, like, oh, he's on the spectrum, whatever. I'm thinking of a gregarious party 
party boy or party yeah, so girl. Yeah, so obviously if autism is like an insult, it's kind of implied that being the opposite of autism is like the positive thing to be. Like what's the positive? Whoa, I like where this is going. <laughs> Why? Well, because if you look at someone like uh, the Paul brothers, to me that's the antithesis of what... So when I go the party girl, party boy, I'm talking about someone that's hyper-gregarious, not uh, introspective at all. They just assume that everything they say and do is great without okay. any introspection. To me, that's the opposite. Cause mm. When people say I'm autistic, it's usually because they're incredibly just stifled with their own uh, self-thought. But you can say someone's autistic because... You're saying like the party boy only cares about himself and doesn't have like empathy for others. But that's what people say about like autism. Like they can't relate to others. Yeah, but in terms of how it manifests like with people's behaviour, right? Yeah. I think a lot of... A lot, a lot of people that claim autism, they're just oblivious to other people's emotions because they're so uh, obsessed with how they're perceived by other people out of fear or whatever. Okay, I've like without being an expert, but I think you know a lot of the arguments they can't have, em- they don't have natural empathy with understanding what Wait, someone's. Are we thinking. talking about actual autism, or are we talking about when people say I'm <laughs> autistic and they're not? Because I thought Shit. we were talking about. You started it off with but people go, oh, I'm so autistic. So I thought we were not talking about actual people. With <laughs> well, that's a well. What's the difference between actual you autism? Don't even, and you're not even meant to call it autistic anymore. The yeah, actual whatever. one you meant to. It's not even spectrum anymore. It's I don't you know, care, man. Neurodiverse or something. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. Well, but what but does okay, neurodiversity so, fucking mean? Like it can be anything, man. Well, well, I mean, what, that's what's a whole the opposite? Thing. Yeah. Now you're sounding right wing. I am right wing, man. No, but like, if you got neurodiverse, what is the Pasta. neuro? What's the opposite of diversity? Singular. What's neuro singular or whatever? Neuro racist. <laughs> neo postmodern racist. Neuro. Neo fascist. Uh, no, diverse. but what is the non divergent neuro <laughs> or whatever? Like, what's this the normal? Is so fucked. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about. No, but neurodivergent <laughs> means you divert, like, you're divergent of, or like. Oh, that was the exact first question I asked when I first heard of this term from my sister in law. Yeah, it's fucking pop She's like, shit, you man. meant to say neurodivergent. I'm like, hang on, so doesn't that just mean that no one's normal? Like, how can. What's what's considered normal? Yeah. That, and I go, to say someone's neurodivergent, you need to define what normal is, and that's almost like an insult. Anyone that's not that, it's yeah, well, like it's promoting the exactly. quote unquote normal characteristics. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the opposite of this autism, then? Like, you know, like I think people are saying someone that is kind of like extrovert, uh, like, com- like they compliment people, they're a nice person, they can build rapport and are charismatic and are like kind. I think that's what people like kind of think the opposite of autism is when they use autism like as an insult right or would you say it's anything different uh, like almost a social fucking a social you, this is a really complex you're really confusing me because you're going autism is xyz now when people use it as an insult which is a different thing what's the opposite to that i think it's thing? all kind of grouped together so are you saying what's What's the opposite to the insult or what's the opposite? This is the J man. <laughs> the J. The J well, versus you, the P. You, I feel like you're just all over the show. No, well, and I'm trying okay, to... Okay, there's no... no one, like when we communicate... Give me some boundaries. When we communicate, there's no clear definition of the real autism, the autism as a joke, the autism as an insult. Like there's no handbook and everyone uses it a bit differently, right? But I think... It, I've actually not... Oh, okay, sure. But I think in yeah, general, yeah. like there's a general kind of framework around what is autistic and that's... This would be like someone that 
like lacks empathy, like speaks robotic, is too invested in like nerdy, weird kind of interests, uh, you know, things like that, right? Overly blunt, heavy, yeah. heavy-handed in no communication, empathy. and um, what's the word? Don't care about social niceties or norms, right? Correct. So yeah. the opposite of that is like someone that is like nice, cares about social norms, can relate to people, is charismatic, right? Yeah, it's like a. Uh, I'm thinking of like a nice lady career counsellor okay I'm thinking of like some charismatic kind of guy that chats everyone up a bit oh or what about this one you know like one of those charismatic uh, priest people that's like one of those uh, motivational type ones priests like in America yeah I'm thinking maybe like a celebrity that interviews well and you know can really understand the interviewer and they're always charmed by him uh fucking Oprah she's the opposite of an autistic person yeah bro (laughs) yeah yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Solved. All right, clip that shit for TikTok, man. <laughs> but who the fuck is asking the question? So we've got autists. What's. I'm not going to say man. that. Uh, so <coughs> no, we've, but. We've got it's autistic. What's the opposite? <coughs> it's inter- for everything, there must be an equal and opposite reaction. No. My point more is that people use it like as an for insult. For every autistic person, there is an opposite autistic person <laughs> in the world. <laughs> If they meet, I don't know, something... They can never meet otherwise. One one Oprah equals 100 autistic people. (laughs) Yeah, one Oprah is so rare in the sea of autists. No, but you know, like, it's so pop now, like, popular, like, not, like, just to say, oh, that's so autistic, or you're a bit SPU. Like, okay, what the fuck is the opposite, you know? But they... No, but everyone claims these bullshit uh, issues. Like, a lot of people will miss... Don't get me wrong. Yeah, misdiagnosed. There are there are people with genuine yeah, 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 autism, yeah, yeah, yeah. depression, ADD, blah blah blah. But I think uh, in recent times, I mean, this is fucking anecdotal as well. So yeah, take this shit with a grain of salt. Fucking that's yeah. end of caveats. <laughs> um, beer everyone's seems like way too many people are saying I've got ADD, yeah, everyone's pathologizing. I've got, I've yeah, got yeah, yeah. autism, blah 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 blah. Like any kind of negative characteristic, they want to like label it into something. So, what's the opposite of ADD? Yeah, autism. <laughs> oh shit, we've cracked the code. It's Oprah. It's Oprah's. She's got ADD. It's Oprah's husband, whatever his name is. Here's the thing: Oprah might have ADD. Yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. You'll get a car. You'll get a car. Yeah, then like, she's manic the next day. Fuck, why'd I give all these cars away? No, <laughs> yeah, but obviously know. that was all sponsored. But yeah. Oh okay. It wasn't just her just waking up. I'm gonna be flabby. Yeah, I'm gonna give give to my fans. So what's the opposite to? Oh, actually, we do know the opposite to depression. Manic. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I haven't thought about it. But I was just thinking about the whole autism so popular, but no one really talks about or has labelled the opposite. So hot right now. The opposite of autism. You know. Maybe we should Oprah. Maybe we can somehow rejig her name to be the opposite. Uh, oh. Uh, so Oprah-matic <laughs> Alright Alright let's wrap um, it up man <laughs> I'm definitely not the opposite to autism <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wrap this shit up Peace.